This is hour number three of the World According to Zig podcast. My name is John Ziegler. I'm the host of this show where you can still get the truth about the news of the day from a conservative perspective in this world turned totally upside down. And a large part of the reason why this world has been turned upside down is because obviously we have President Donald Trump, of whom I am no fan at all. Uh, even though I am far, far more conservative than he is. And part of the reason why I'm no fan of Donald Trump is what he has done to the conservative movement, the Republican Party, turning it into what I have referred to as Cult 45. He's the 45th president, and he essentially runs a cult. Now, occasionally the cult uh, is in favor of things that are good, but by and large, I find this to be a very, very troubling and dangerous phenomenon. And There's a guy who uh, has been talking a lot about how it is that Trump has created this cult, who um, I've been wanting to have on the podcast for quite some time, and circumstances finally converged to allow that to happen on this particular podcast. His name is Rafa Gomez. He's the co-owner of VC Inc. Marketing, and he joins us now. Rafa, welcome to the podcast. Good morning, John. Thank you very much for having me on. All right, so let, let's talk about this uh, cult, cult 45 that Trump has created. By the way, I, I've seen you use the phrase cult 45. Where, where did you come up with that? Uh, <laughs> well, I'm a big fan of your column on, uh, on uh, Mediaite, so it, it fits perfectly. Uh, I was not a consumer of cult 45 back when I was a kid, uh, the malt beverage liquor, but I, I got the, the, the combination. I thought it was brilliant. Okay, so you got it from me then. Yes, absolutely. I did, I did not know that. Okay, cool. Well, <laughs> I, I did not copyright Cult 45, and I'm happy for anybody to, to use that hashtag, as I often do whenever I'm debating Trump cultists. But, uh, Rafa, tell us a little bit about why uh, you have become interested in this topic and what expertise you may have in it. Sure. Um, and I'm looking at this, John, completely from a sales perspective. I am a provider of sales and business strategy services to organizations around the world. And so when I'm at, when I started analyzing this, why do, why does cult 45 give Trump a pass on everything and anything having to do with things that would otherwise cause outrage uh, for other folks, such as media pundits and Democrats and even conservatives like yourself, true conservatives. And I realized that cult, um, uh, Trump has been utilizing something that is a classic sales strategy. I don't think he could pro- possibly be able to, uh, to explain it or voice it. I think it's because it's, it's part of his DNA. He is a masterful sales professional. He is the best. And what he's been doing is something called WIFM. WIFM is an acronym that every sales professional uses. It stands, uses. It stands for what's in it for me. When you're selling, that's the thing that's going through the mind of a prospective buyer. WIFM. How does this product or services service benefit me? And Trump has leveraged this in a way that no other candidate has, and that's the reason, first of all, why he got elected, and second of all, why anything that he does outside of the Witham benefits that his Cult 45 followers are expecting means absolutely nothing. Uh, and I can, I can explain what those benefits are, and there's some science behind this. There was a guy in the 80s. His name was Lee Boyan. He was a professional sales trainer. He worked with clients around the world, people in sales, to help them become more efficient and more productive. And he's written books. He's, he, he used to do, back when they were around, uh, sales cassettes. 
And three things he devised. He called them the, the ultimate closes. He said you can close any prospect. You can sell anything to anybody if you can prove that what you're selling can either make them money, save them money, or make them feel better about themselves and improve the quality of their life. So uh, in any sales situation where you're selling to a person, if you can prove with facts that what you have to offer can deliver on those things, you're going to close the sale. And Trump has delivered, or actually he, he says he's going to deliver, on each of those with them what I call closing triggers. Uh, for the first one, he says he's going to make Americans money, he's going to energize the economy, get people back to work, and improve the business climate. And there is truth to that. Whether that has been discovered or realized or, or his, his, his cult 45 has personally benefited from this, that's difficult to say. But the perception that he will, they believe it. Secondly, he, believes, he said he's going to save Americans money. That's the second closing trigger. He's going to do that by reducing taxes, making medical insurance more affordable, and getting rid of red tape and regulations for businesses. Again, we don't know if this will come to fruition, but he says he's going to do it, and Code 45 believes it. And third, and this is the one he really has delivered on, he said he was going to improve the self-esteem and quality of life America, of Americans by making America great again. And what does that consist of? Hitting back at fake news, stopping this political correctness BS, and making sure that we're respected around the world. Now, the third one, the respect around the world, yeah, there are some issues with that. But the other stuff, he's delivered. So in, in this situation, uh, Cult 45 100% believes he is going to do these things, or he, they believe that he has done those things. And what's fascinating, John, is in any other aspect of their lives, anything that they were buying, let's say it was plumbing equipment or, or new software for their computer or, or a new car, if you do not real or you don't think that the promises being made to you in terms of a with them interaction, if you don't think they've been delivered, you're gone. You're going to be furious. You're going to complain on, on uh, Twitter. You're going to complain on, on Yelp that, that they were full of crap. But in this situation, he, all he has to do, if it hasn't come to fruition, is say, oh, it's the Democrats. Oh, it's the deep state. Oh, it's this. And they will believe it. It is it's fascinating. So – Looking at it from that perspective, and with no politics involved, it is, on the one hand, brilliant salesmanship. On the other hand, it, it defies any other type of purchase scenario in, in, in their lives, Call 45. Well, let me pick up on that last point about it defying any other aspect of their lives. You know, a lot of Trump cult members, I don't have proof of this, but I think anyone would probably agree, especially among the men, uh, there are probably a lot of football fans in that group. Uh, and, and I find it hilarious that uh, Trump has turned some of them against the NFL because of the the uh, anthem protest. But that's that's beside the point. I want to use an analogy here with regard to football. If any one of their football teams, whether it's college or pro, had hired an inexperienced coach that had this much turnover, this much scandal and these few victories. I mean, he's only had, uh, you could argue, Gorsuch and tax cuts in the first year and a half. Uh, they would be calling for that coach's head on a platter. Uh, and yet there, there seems to be a complete disconnect when it's the president of the United States. And I don't understand. I don't understand why 
there's that disconnect. I mean, I, I get that may, uh, you know, if a, if a, if a football coach tried to, to blame the things that Trump blames his lack of success on, they'd get laughed at. So you, you're nailing it, nailing it. Sports radio would explode with callers freaking out about everything that you've said. But there are two things that I've, I've noticed one. And I don't remember there, there's a bumper sticker that I've seen on cars and it says something like, the Bible said it, I believe it, that settles it. And I think in this case, Trump said it, I believe it, that settles it. There's no debate. There's no discussion. So they will be in on and support and understand any rationale or reason why the with them, the what's in it for me benefit has not been delivered. The other thing that's fascinating is that um, when it comes to the what's in it for me uh, methodology and, and the way it's, it's all set up, um, they are completely impervious, uh, Cult 45, to any distractions from that. There, there's, there's nothing else that matters. It's the idea that they believe it's going to happen, and I think that's based on the persona and brand that he created in The Apprentice. They are believing that, which was a scripted show, it was completely choreographed, and they see that and they say, that's what we want, that's what we need. That kind of decisiveness, that kind of no BS, we want that guy, and that's the guy that we think is going to deliver for us. And if, if you remember, um, I don't know if you're a fan of, of uh, Goodfellas, but there was a, a big scene in there where um, if you borrow money from the mob and if you don't pay it back, they don't really care what the problem was. You've got to pay your money back. So uh, from the movie, it says, business is bad, bleep, bleep, pay me. Oh, you had a fire? Bleep, bleep, pay me. Place got hit by lightning, huh? Bleep, bleep, pay me. So for Cult 45, it's the same thing. Oh, Paul Manafort and Michael Cohen are in trouble with Mueller? Bleep, bleep, what's in it for me? Stormy Daniels had proof about her affair with Trump? Bleep, bleep, what's in it for me? Books by Michael Wolf and Marosa and Bob Woodward paint Trump to be unfit for office? Bleep, bleep, what's in it for me? They don't care about that stuff. It's a distraction. And if, if the Democrats and the folks on cable news who are screaming about how outrageous Trump's behavior is, if they take that perspective and they, that, and they realize that this is not how Trump's customers think, think like Trump's customers. This is a sales proposition. None of this stuff is outrageous to them, even though you're outraged by it. They don't care. Okay, but bleep, bleep, what's in it for me is the only uh, thing that's going through their mind. Okay, but Rafa, the, let's get back to the what's in it for me. I, I don't see what's improved about their lives. And let's take a very specific thing. He, he got elected, or at least a lot of these people gravitated towards him in the beginning because he promised a great big wall that would be paid for by Mexico. There, there, no one who knew anything about anything ever thought that was a real promise. And now it's clear that that was a, a sham. So why does no one in the Trump cult care that they got bamboozled on the wall? They don't think that they were bamboozled, John. In my humble opinion, I think that they are following Trump's line. It's the Democrats. It's the obstructionists. This big, beautiful wall can happen. We could have had it yesterday, but they're the ones who are getting in the way. And Cult 45 is saying, yeah, right, uh, okay, makes sense. And that same, like we were talking about with the football, that same uh, level of, of analysis and intolerance for, for mistakes and, and excuses is out the window when it comes to this scenario. So on the one hand, the what's in it for me's rule. On the other hand, he has carte blanche to never deliver any of them because he can credibly in their eyes 
put the blame on somebody else. And it makes no sense that we're thinking about this in a rational way, but there is an irrational support of the cult 45 folks that on the one hand, it makes complete sense. And then you go like one step further and it's just, Oh no, we're, we're in crazyville here. This does not make logical commerce driven sense, consumer sense. It, it, it defies that. Let me throw two theories at you. Um, both of which are going to sound strange. One of which the first one might sound totally nuts to you, literally and figuratively, uh, or maybe not. We'll find out. But, um, as I've thought about this issue f- for a very long time, maybe far too long and too in-depth after having debated a, a lot of these uh, cultists on-, on Twitter and Facebook for ridiculous amounts of time, um, I have a theory that for a lot of the white males in particular who are Trump cultists, uh, these are people who are-, are not particularly happy with their lives. Uh, they feel under attack uh, by society. Uh, They feel under attack by maybe even their own wives. They feel castrated. They they feel as if uh, their power has been taken away, uh, that that they can't be themselves anymore, that, uh, you know, political correctness and and everything that goes along with that uh, is disadvantaging them. And that Trump, uh, to lack of a better term, has become their surrogate testicles. That that he um, that he even though it's all bullcrap uh, that that he is the one that's going to pretend to to fight this uh, this scourge uh, that he's going to have the big balls that he's allowed to get away with this kind of stuff and they love that he gets away with being unpresidential and saying things that no one else would possibly say because they're living vicariously through them. They've forgotten uh, what it feels like to have their testicles, so they are living vicariously through Trump's fake testicles. What do you think of that theory? Uh, unfortunately, I think you're, you're spot on with that. I feel horribly for these folks. They've been let down by so many people, um, but what they don't realize is that third element of with them what's in it for me make uh, make you feel great about yourself self-esteem um a component of that and i've never seen this in, and you could correct me if i'm wrong because you know more about this than i do in any presidential race i've never seen revenge and victimhood sold so effectively to the populace even even among conservatives i, I don't i don't think even nixon did it like this but part of making america great again is this sense of revenge. We are going to get those political correctness SOBs. We are going to get this, this garbage that we've been spoon-fed about, uh, same-sex marriages and cakes for couples and, and all of this other stuff. It's their fault. They're the ones who have foisted this upon you, and they're keeping you down. And these gentlemen who you're, you're referring to hear that, and they go, yeah, yeah, that makes complete sense. Okay, Donald, we saw what you did on The Apprentice. Let loose. Let's do it. So you are completely correct. And what do you think in terms of using uh, uh, victimhood and and revenge as a sales tool? Do you think – can you remember any other president or president uh, president, person campaigning for president who did something like this and so effectively? Well, Obama actually. I think there's some some similarities between the cult of Obama and the cult of Trump, which is, of course, incredibly ironic. But let me throw the other uh, analogy at you. I have said um, maybe hundreds of times over the last couple of years 
that uh, here, the, the deal with Trumpism is that it's very much like going on a drug binge. Uh, it's going to feel good in the short run. There might even be some good things that happen because, I mean, let's face it. I mean, sometimes when people go on drugs, they have a good time for the, in the short run and maybe some good things happen. Uh, but the price that we are going to pay in the long run is going to overwhelm whatever potential short-term benefits uh, that there is for Trumpism. And I'm not a drug user. Uh, I, I believe that there is a very strong correlation between the Trump cultists and people who have, in some level, used drugs. Uh, what do you make of that? Well, I, I, I've heard this used about folks who become drug addicts. If you're using drugs to feel good, that's one thing. If you're using it to feel better, that's a problem. And I think that they have turned to Trump to feel better. Um, I think that the notion that this is going to have uh, consequences in the long run, that would be shrugged off as crazy talk. Um, th because a lot of those things that you're pointing out in terms of the long run downsides to embracing Trump, they may not feel. And if they do feel them, they would never blame them on Trump. So in a way, Trump has positioned himself just so wonderfully where he gets none of the blowback and he can put off the non-attainment of the with and benefits that he's promising on things outside of his control. So you're absolutely right, but I don't think that these folks would ever admit it or necessarily realize it. All right, last two things uh, on this issue of, of Trump's Colt 45. Uh, we've already alluded to it a little bit when you, when you made the analogy of how sports talk radio would be handling Trump if he was a local football coach. And I agree with you totally, having been in sports talk radio, including in Philadelphia, where, trust me, we would be torturing Trump if he was, <laughs> if he was the coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. But, um, but obviously the media plays an enormous role here. Uh, the fact that Fox News Channel and talk radio has effectively, and some internet outlets, have become effectively uh, you know, the organizational arm uh, for this cult. How important is it, and would the cult still stay alive and, and be healthy if they did not have these media outlets providing them enough information for them to be able to rationalize whatever is actually going on in reality? I think it still would be alive, but not obviously to, to the extent that it is, because they still would be leveraging this information through the Internet. Um, and the idea that there are these media outlets like Fox, like talk radio, like, like some, some web um, outfits um, that are taking the ball and running with it and amplifying it, and then it's a symbiotic relationship, because uh, in media, I, I'm, media I especially, I see all of these references to the fact that Trump gets a lot of his talking points from watching Fox and Friends. So it's, they, they absolutely need each other. Um, and it's working out to the, both of their benefit. Um, I think in terms of advertising sales, you, you get a tremendous viewership of these older white males who are loyally tuning in and tuning in in throngs. And then you can sell that to the products and services that are trying to reach older white males. And so it's a moneymaker. Um, but I, I do think it would exist, not to the extent that it does. And then, of course, because of the fact that you have Fox News amplifying it, then that outrages the folks on the other uh, cable news outlets about how – look at Fox. They've become uh, the, um, the PR outlet for the president. So, yeah, it's, 
unfortunately, the way it's all shaped up, um, they, they, they've gotten into bed with each other and they, they all kind of like it. All right, last question. Uh, so uh, you, you feel like you know how and why this has happened and why it sustained itself. What, if anything, would be the key towards destroying it? What, what, is there anything that could happen with regard to Trump that would cause the cult to collapse or at least, uh, you know, shrink in size in a fairly dramatic way? Like, for instance, if Fox News Channel turned against him. Uh, but is there something with regard to, to what might happen even in theory? That could turn the cult or part of the cult against Trump, in your opinion. And the short, the short answer is they will never turn against him. Uh, if you would think in a sales transaction that if it's proven categorically that this product or service is not delivering, that they would turn against it. But I think that they have too much invested emotionally and otherwise in the Trump brand and in the Trump persona and myth. I do think, however, though, that Trump has has used with them. Uh, he can he can't use it again. He can't do it again um, in, in terms of running for uh, a second term. Uh, it's been sniffed out. And I think that uh, there were three categories of people who voted for Trump. There was cult 45. There were some anti-Hillary Democrats who just were just d- disgusted by, by Hillary, and, and this was a protest vote. And then I think there were people, a number of them, they weren't necessarily pro-Trumpers, but they thought, you know what, let's try this fresh approach. Never heard this before. Look, look, the guy has never been in politics. We don't know if he can do it, but let's give it a roll. And I think that those three categories, the first one, Cult 45, um, there will never be buyer's remorse from Cult 45, ever. However, I think there is massive buyer's remorse from the folks who were protesting Hillary and the folks who just said, let's give it a shot. They cannot be converted back. They they feel like they've been uh, hoodwinked. And so whatever support that was, whatever that represented, he cannot get that back. And I think that going forward, uh, other candidates are going to look at the way he leveraged with them, and they were, are hopefully going to take, give their own spin on, on it as well, because as, as well as it worked for Trump, it can be used against him. There are other sales techniques that he utilized that can be used. This is not a one-way street, John. This, it can be absolutely used against him to create a swell, create a tide that would not allow him to get back into office if he runs again. Hmm. Well, uh, I actually think he's got a very good chance of re-election because the Democrats are going to blow their nominating process out of right. an- anger. If they come up with a crappy candidate, they're, right. they're not going to have it. Right. And, and as far as uh, the cult turning against him, I think um, that if it turns out Putin has a P-tape, uh, that won't uh, impact them at all, it, unless the P, unless the, right. unless the P-tape come, P-tape comes out, and it turns out that Stormy Daniels is right, and uh, that uh, uh, Trump has a small deformed penis. Then I think that, that <laughs> I think that might destroy the whole surrogate testicle uh, theory, and that uh, that <laughs> might turn part of the cult against him finally. But I don't see that happening. All yeah, right, I, I don't I don't know. I, I, I that that would be something to hope for, just to show that this this whole idea of sales and, and otherwise is 100 percent valid, but there's this intangible of the of the myth that they have swallowed and um, it tastes, it tastes good, it seems. Rafa Gomez, co-owner of VC Inc. Marketing. Thanks so much for your time and expertise on this. 
John, thank you very much for having me, and I appreciate the time. All right. Uh, that's uh, hour number three of this edition of the World According to Zig podcast. As always, I ask only two things of you. Number one, please share this in every hour of the World According to Zig podcast via social media, Twitter, Facebook, or just word of mouth. And number two, do yourself a favor. If you're one of those people who sleeps and you sleep, you use sheets. Please pay attention to this important message. My name is John Ziegler. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com.